Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,897. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today, I'm just a little bit south of myself here in Gig Harbor in Lakewood, Washington, with a very special guest by the name of Rick McCloskey, who also goes by Rick Mack, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Rick, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am. Let's go. All right, we'll have some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into your world, what's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Rick? Well, <laughs> that is a darn good question. Most people know that I'm from Van Nuys, or basically, but most people don't know that I kind of had a beginning in the San Fernando Valley in Tarzana back in the day when it was all wheat fields and no houses. And that was a wonderful time. And uh, I only wish that much of it had stayed the same, but it hasn't. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, that that's probably what, <laughs> that's probably something that people don't know. Well, having uh, grown up in Southern California myself, just south of you in San Diego, uh, yeah, it's not like it used to be. And uh, that's the same for everything. But we're going to learn a lot more about you and Van Nuys and Van Nuys Boulevard. But let me give you a proper introduction and we're going to dive into your world because uh, this book that you created, uh, boy, it certainly brought back memories for me. Rick McCloskey, who's also known as Rick Mack, is an artist, a photographer, he restores cars and a car collector enthusiast. He grew up in San Fernando Valley in the 50s and 60s. This was a time of car cruising culture. Along Van Nuys Boulevard, there was Bob Big Boy's drive-ins. He attended California State University at Northridge and developed a love for photography. And in the spring of 1972, he set out to document the vibrant cruising scene on Van Nuys Boulevard that had come back from days before. Those photographs now stand as a unique time capsule of a vanished American life. For those photos, Rick created his book titled Van Nuys Boulevard 1972, a most fascinating book on the California car culture. As Rick notes in his accompanying text in the book, the time was a turning point for American for sure. Also, Rick likes to work on woodies, and we're going to learn about that. But first, a word from our valued sponsor, so keep your seatbelts on. Think back to those days of cruising along the boulevard, and we'll be right back. One of your vehicle's interior surfaces that gets a lot of abuse is your dashboard. The sun beats down, and those damaging UV rays cause massive heat cycles, resulting in color changes and sometimes cracks. My friends at Covercraft have a great solution for you and for me. Their custom-tailored dash mats protect your dash from heat buildup while providing a stylus solution. You can choose from a variety of styles and colors, including carpet, suede mat, that's the one I have for my vehicles, Carhartt limited edition velour mats, and the Ultimat for trucks and SUVs. 
Another great benefit of your Covercraft dash mat is that it eliminates the harsh glare the sun produces from your dash to the inside of your windshield, which can make driving a hazard. Covercraft's dash mat design center is located in Arizona, where they know about harsh sun. I've got a special deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code yeah 21 at checkout covercraft protecting the things that move you last year i changed my collector car coverage to american collectors insurance that's who now protects my porsche turbo the one i call my orange crush but did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles if you're like me you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years those items are valuable and if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire well Try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Rains here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Rick, let's dive a little deeper into your world. Let's go back in time to those days of cruising in Southern California. And, you know, this book, when I looked at it, oh, my gosh, you hit on some heartstrings for me because the pictures reminded me so much of my youth. I graduated from high school in 1976. So 72, yeah, I was out there enjoying cars. And while where I grew up, there wasn't a lot of cruising. It's certainly all the pictures brought back a lot of memories. So kind of walk us through the evolution here of your life of first growing up down there in Southern California. Well, my family moved from West Hollywood to Sherman Oaks, actually. We were about 100 feet from, the, from Magnolia Boulevard, which was at, at the time the borderline uh, between Van Nuys and Sherman Oaks. And uh, our back fence was 150 feet, maybe, from Van Nuys Boulevard. And at the time, uh, between our fence and that boulevard was Walnut Groves. Oh, sure. uh, it was uh, the whole area had been uh, walnut orchard before, and uh, they developed it in about 1949, 1950. And well, we bought this house uh, after it was about seven years old. And you could see, you could actually see from our back fence through the, the walnut trees, you could see Van Nuys Boulevard and you could listen to the cars. And, and uh, uh, as a, a kid of, 10, 11 years old, I got used to trying to identify engine sounds by, uh, you know, the, the sound of the exhaust. And you could at the time, there weren't that many different brands of cars. Yeah. You know, we had three main brands and you could tell a Chevy from a Ford, from a Mopar, <laughs> and just by sound going down that, that road. But uh, we only lived two blocks from Van Nuys, Bob's Big Boy. Wow. And it was actually... 
when I attended Van Nuys Junior High, it was right down the street. It's only a block from Van Nuys Boulevard at Clark Street. And we would walk by the big boy coming and going. Although we did have a shortcut that we used uh, much of the time through a peach orchard, which is, of course, <laughs> no longer there. Right. Our secret spot. But basically, I, I got used to seeing all these cars, these hot rods as a 10, 11, about 11-year-old. 11 I, I think I was just turning 11 when we moved to, to uh, Sherman Oaks. Right. And it was uh, kind of a heyday of the original car culture, the cruising culture, the real spontaneous uh, d development of, you know, after World War II, jalopies and hot rods kind of hit the roads big time. And Van Nuys Boulevard was just one of those places that there was a concentration of, uh, you know, young people and cars. And uh, there was... I saw an article recently that there was actually a car club of ex-fighter pilots from World War II, of wow. hot rods, but I don't know much about that. Anyway, I grew up with this, this watching the cars all the time on this boulevard, you know, going to and from school and you could hear them at night. We actually lived on a short alleyway that uh, was a turnaround. If you were cruising south on Van Nuys Boulevard, you went by Bob's. That was the big spot. Yeah. You know, everybody focused on Bob's. And there was a, usually lines of cars waiting to get in there on two streets, uh, kind of blocking traffic, waiting for their chance at car hop service in Bob's. But if you went south, if you were cruising south, you hit Magnolia Boulevard and you want to cruise back by Bob's big boy. You turn right on Magnolia, left on our street, Vista Del Monte, and then left into this little alleyway that was right alongside our house, ran through the alleyway, was paved to our back fence line, wow. and then it was dirt, and you could spin donuts in the dirt, turn left again, and be back on Magnolia Boulevard that had a little driveway, and go back on, get back on Van Nuys Boulevard and head north to, you know, back on cruising again but my folks didn't understand this when we bought that house no kidding <laughs> and on saturday night wednesday night saturday night friday night it it we you know we learned this very quickly when we moved in that hot rods are going down that alley all night long. all night long well you you've had kind of a a across paths with photography, which you love, you learned in school, and cars, which you've played with cars and you've restored and worked on Woody's your whole life. When we go back to 1972 and you decided to take your passion for photography out onto Van Nuys Boulevard and document this, did you ever think moving forward to today, you'd be creating a book about that very special time in our history? Well, I probably, you know, thought it w would be a great idea to have a book, but there weren't that many. In 1972, there was only a smattering of uh, what you would call photography books. There were some, of course, but uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, books were expensive and photography was just kind of coming into its own as an art form. Not that there weren't people that created photographic art many years, decades before, but um, the art world was just beginning to kind of widely accept photography as, you know, being an aspect of the art world. Mm -hmm. So making a book was, you know, yeah, it was kind of a dream. It is 
for probably anyone who picks up a camera and walks around and tries to take pictures of a particular subject uh, or any, you know, any collection of subjects. What was really amazing to me was that no one else had really gone out there and made a point of doing this. Um, uh, uh, the cruising scene, I'm sure there was photographs. Of, I'd seen some myself, uh, but not many. Yeah. Uh, of the cruising scene. There was just a, 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 you know, a sampling here and there. And Van Nuys in 1972, the Vietnam War was winding down. I have to say this was winding down. So there was kind of this very visible feeling of a weight being lifted off of our shoulders, mm-hmm. uh, young people's shoulders, you know, you know, facing that uh, idea of that war, for a number of years was really a heavy weight for young people to carry. But that that was beginning to be lifted, and, and very much so. And uh, there was a resurgence on the boulevard of, uh, of cruising and kind of a new generation of people out there in new, different cars, a different, a different kind of a, a, a different vibe. It was still the cruising vibe. But cars had really been established. Several generations of car collecting had been established by 1972. So there was a lot of cars out there in all kinds of different different cars, you know, muscle cars, big, really big. But there were still hot rods and, uh, you know, like the original guys, uh, jalopies. Not many, not as many, but it was really a vibrant moment. And I just took one look at that. I had a friend that went to work at Corky's uh, on on the boulevard, a restaurant, and informed me that, hey, you know, that boulevard is really busy. And I said, I'm going to take this and run with it. And I went out uh, every Wednesday night for from the late spring through September and shot six or eight rolls of film a night, black and white, all black and white, and just, uh, you know, dove into it. And I, I was very lucky. I had long hair at the time. I fit right in. Uh, I, I never had any problem, you know, trying to photograph people. I actually was able to be invisible because I was there all the time. And many of these people got so used to me being there that I would see them, you know, week after week that they just ignored me, which yeah, was perfect. They wouldn't pose because when I look at your pictures and I think back to that time, because I was only 14, so I wasn't driving yet, but I certainly was into cars. And of course that was a year before 73 and that terrible seven, October, I think it was when the gas crisis hit with the oil embargoes and everything coming out of Saudi Arabia and everything kind of changed pretty radically for people because you just couldn't even get gas on in some weeks, but yeah. But when I look at your photographs, it's very much documentary form. There's no posing like you see with phone cameras today and things like that. It's you're capturing people in their moments, whether they're just sitting on a car, leaning against a car. And since that was kind of my teenage beginning of my teenage years, the clothing, you know, the ditto pants and and, and uh, the t-shirts, which uh, were just kind of part of the normal uh, clothing for the guys and so forth. But even the long hair and everything, which I had long hair too. Yeah, I had hair at one point in time. It's all gone now. But, uh, but I like the fact that it's a very 
casual glimpse, if you will, and your your term invisible uh, is really well done. I want to talk a little bit, though, about your passion for woodies as well, because you've been playing with woodies for a long, long time, restoring cars. I've got a picture of you on your show notes page of the Cars yeah website uh, with an old woody. Where did that come from? Because woodies, you think of kind of more of a early 60s beach bum, you know, kind of buy an old woody and throw boards in the back. Well, I think that's how I got started. I mean, there's actually a little story that goes along with it. My first semester in high school, Van Nuys High, I took auto shop. Well, I didn't know a heck of a lot about cars at the time, but they had a a classroom above, kind of in a balcony more or less, of this wonderful new auto shop, uh, and the, the work floor was down below. But in the classroom, they had a a series of rows of chairs, of course, for us. And they had a bookcase. And in that bookcase, it was toward the back of the, of the room, uh, alongside those rows of chairs, there was a, a bookcase with old books, auto books. They were green and they had grease on them. And after a few weeks, I noticed that no one ever pulled one of those books out. And one day, being a, a teenager and thinking about where am I going to get a car, you know, I was about 15 years old. Heck, I don't have any money. I, you know, what kind of car am I going to have? Is there a hope that I can have a car? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I pulled out one of those books and I flipped open the page, a big fat book. It was a Chilton's Automotive Manual. Oh, yeah. And it had all the car makes in it. And this particular manual was from 1946 to 1953. And I just opened it up, that book, opened it up in the middle pages. Well, it, it was Plymouth. And the, there were little pictures of all the Plymouth model, little black and white pictures at the beginning of the Plymouth section of all their models from 1946 to 1953. And the first page I hit had two or three Plymouth Woodies nice. <laughs> uh, in, the, in those little pictures. Yeah. And I just kind of froze up and I looked at that and I went, my God, that's what I want right there. I want a Woody. <laughs> and I flipped the pages over and the next closest thing was mercury and sure enough he got no one bought plymouths right at the time uh, <laughs> it was either ford mercury you know some chevys but i flipped over the pages and sure enough there were all these pictures of mercuries and mercury woodies and it was like that's it my life changed right there at that at that moment isn't that cool well that was very fortuitous to find that book I always like to ask my guests about what I call driving inspiration, somebody that was maybe influential in your life, whether this would be with cars or photography. Was there somebody like that for you? Well, fortunately, there was quite a number of people. Once I developed that interest in Woody's, I uh, met somebody who we had a fellow traveler, automotive guy. Uh, He was a year or so older, maybe a little older than that than myself who was in high school i'd already met his girlfriend who was kind of my age when i was in junior high and he was sort of a legendary guy he was the guy with the model a ford all taken apart 
when he was 12 years old in his garage. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, and his name was Buzz, Buzz Porter. You know, most people at the time, if they were into cars and they were <laughs> in Van Nuys High School, they knew who Buzz Porter was. Well, one day I was uh, in uh, walking from one class to another. I was, you know, headed for auto shop, actually. And Buzz Porter pulled into that auto shop with the most beautiful Woody, a 46 Ford. Uh, and I, I just about fell over. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go over and introduce myself to Buzz. And uh, I did. And we became fast friends. I'm still in touch with him. He lives in Colorado. Really? You st- you're still friends with Buzz? That's cool. Oh, absolutely. But he was such a wizard at... A uh, knowledgeable character at uh, Ford Flatheads and stuff. It was just a kind of a natural thing with him. You, you know, it just facilitated my learning how to take those cars apart and put them back together again very quickly. And, you know, he was because he was a couple of years older than that, he could drive. And I wasn't driving yet. So uh, he was a great help. But there was other people for cars, Bill Norton. Uh, and anyone who grew up in the Valley knows who Bill Norton is. I actually have a, a photographic series of his Ford obsolete store in North Hollywood in 1971. Uh, I don't have a book, but Bill became a very good friend of mine. He was kind of one of those most unforgettable characters that you would meet, uh, a bigger-than-life character. But he dealt in uh, Ford parts, and he... he you know, taught me about scrounging, you know, getting out there and hitting the dealerships and going in their attics and, you know, looking for old Ford parts and, and all that, which, which we did, you know, Buzz and I did that for, you know, around LA, but some of these folks have done that all across the nation, you know, hit all the old Ford dealerships and Chevy dealerships, collected NOS parts, uh, it was really a big thing. There's been a lot of people that uh, have influenced me, and those are a couple of them. Of course, my in photography, my mentor was Edwin Sievers. Ed Sievers, who was head of the department at Cal State Northridge, and um, uh, uh, what you would call a straight photographer, but um, a very good teacher and, and responsible for getting uh, quite a number of uh, um, pretty, you know, known pretty famous photographers on their way, you know, in the early days. Uh, and I was lucky enough to be in one of those classes that went through, through uh, the whole department with Ed teaching it in. And, uh, uh, we were pretty, pretty dedicated uh, very quickly. Uh, it was a very tight knit group and I'm still in touch with some of those folks too. Yeah. There's, there's been a number of people, but, uh, those are three right there. That's a great, sounds like great thing. I love the fact you're still in touch with some as well. Let's take a short break for our sponsors. We come back. I want to talk a little bit about a challenge. So keep that thought in mind and we'll be right back. Cruising Van Nuys Boulevard. (laughs) We'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. 
ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Today's vehicles are essentially computers on wheels, and it takes more than a wrench and oil to keep them humming. That's why Cars Yeah! supports TechForce Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to driving tomorrow's workforce of skilled technicians forward. Techs keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. Yet there's a massive tech shortage because many young people don't know it's no longer a blue-collar job. Today, it's a new-collar career. It involves computers, technology. It's in high demand. You get paid really well. And you can live and work anywhere in the country. I know you're passionate about cars, trucks, and motorcycles. And you can help pass that passion on to the next generation of techs so our rides keep rolling down the road. Visit techforce.org today and learn how. So let's talk about a challenge. Now, this could be involved with getting your book done because you think about 72 and then bringing it all the way forward to putting this book together or something else in your life. The main part of this question has to do with what was the lesson learned? So take us on a little bit of a bumpy ride, if you would. Well, the lesson learned uh, in relation to the photographs, um, I had when I shot these photographs, I was able to have a show of this work at Cal State North, Northridge. I think it was 1974. And I had pretty much used up my valley time, done what I you know, thought I could do there. And in 1974, after that show, I packed up these photographs and I moved to Hawaii. I spent 17 years in, in uh, living in Maui. And that's a whole nother experience. Mm, no kidding. Okay. And a very broad range experience. It was a wonderful time to have gone there. There was still old Hawaii, um, you know, in reality, uh, which changed while I was there. I kept the, the photographic negatives uh, put away. And uh, ultimately through a whole number of uh, of challenges and uh, opportunities, they ended up here in Washington State, and I brought those negatives out in 2013, and I began to edit them and go through them again. I was in touch with Kent Bash. I should mention him because he's a Van Nuys Boulevard guy, mm-hmm. a painter. I'm not sure if Kent's still around. Uh, he may be. Uh, we've been out of touch for a while, but he convinced me to dig up the pictures again, and I brought them out and edited them. And then set about how to present these pictures. Uh, they had changed in their value from just neat pictures, you know, from a neat time to becoming kind of a historic record, uh, which, uh, you, you know, a lot had changed because yeah. the cruising culture had you know, all but vanished. And certainly I didn't expect that when I took the pictures. But essentially getting a book made was a real challenge. I talked to a lot of, quite a number of different publishers. I wouldn't say a lot. I, ha- I, I had meetings and, and uh, you know, it didn't come together. It didn't come together. It, things weren't right. Uh, uh, and finally, I had a publisher, uh, Red O'Cadiff, call 
from Switzerland mm -hmm. and he'd seen the pictures and he said, uh, you know, I, I do art book. I would like to do this book. And I went back and forth with him for a while. And there was actually another publisher that got a hold of me about, you know, a week later from mm -hmm. England that wanted to do a book. But I went with Red O because uh, I felt that, you know, he was the most straight up person. And we got, uh, he, he runs a publishing company called Sturm and Drang. And that means uh, storm and stress or something close to that. Okay. <laughs> and he put the book out and it, it's, it's all, we, we sold that book, that first edition, it just disappeared, yeah. went off the shelves in like three or four months. And we're in our second edition now. I guess we're about halfway through it. You know, it, it's a popular book. It was a, it was a hit. And this is what, uh, you know, I have available now. They're neat pictures, and, you know, the, and I had a good publisher. Um, I think the challenge is finding someone who can get on the same wavelength when it comes to printing a book that you're on and you can agree on, you know, what kind of pictures, and what kind of presentation, you know, is, is right for your work, uh, which is a whole new thing. Now, I've discussed you know, further editions and different editions uh, with other publishers about this this work. But I don't know if that's going to go on. I, I have other photography work that I may, you know, I may present in some fashion or other. But again, it's a challenge of finding the right publisher and, the, you know, and the right and the, just the right vibe. But it is possible to do. Yeah, I've had I've had hundreds and hundreds of authors on this show, and that is one of the biggest challenges nowadays. Of course, they're self-publishing, but you still have to market the book, and that takes time and expertise and so forth. But you know, I'm really glad that you did this because, again, for so many of us baby boomers, or as they call us boomers these days, which I'll take that as a badge of pride from from my side of the aisle. Although my kids have fun with it, uh, it really is a wonderful walk back through history in a very special time and uh, having grown up in Southern California as I said I look at the clothing and the styles and the looks and even though the valley was very different than where I grew up which is right on the coast uh, it still has all that same stuff the clothes and everything I just go yeah I remember those shirts I remember those pants those those wide leather buckles our, our belts I should say and buckles were very cool you know we talk about woodies here and I always ask my guests about a special vehicle in their life uh for you is it a woody or is there something different uh no of course it's a woody uh, uh, uh once i picked up that book in auto shop uh and saw those cars i knew what i wanted you know i the, the direction was set and i said i have to find one in those days woodies were, had reached their lowest value point because they were so hard to take care of. Uh, the upkeep on a wooden car, let's face it, building a car out of wood was not really probably the best idea <laughs> for these car companies. No. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you have to varnish it. And, and so there were a lot of woodies around. And I set about looking for them, first on foot, because I couldn't drive and didn't have a car, didn't have a license. And... I ultimately found one not far from my home, and I'd known about it for a while. It was uh, under a grape arbor in an old house on Burbank Boulevard, and it, it was parked next to a 1949 Merc two-door, you know, a, the James Dean car from oh, Rebel yeah. Without a Cause. Yeah. Both of those cars, uh, you know, original owners, and 
a lot of kids had uh, gone in, young people had gone in, stolen the hubcap, you know, the usual stuff, the hubcaps, the grill and all. But there was a 1944 Deluxe Woody. And one day, a friend of mine and I were cruising around. It was actually the day before Labor Day, 1962. And we said, uh, we were talking and said, let's go by that house and let's knock on that lady's door. We'd heard all these rumors where she'd chase kids away with a shotgun, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they were stealing her stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so she, we didn't want to get shot. Uh, but this time we went in we had to open her gate and walk in and it was this old house, kind of an overgrown house. And we knocked on the back door and this gal came out and we introduced ourselves and asked her about this car, and she said, I want $50 for it. And I choked. It was like $50. This is a 1944 Deluxe Woody. Okay, some things were missing, yes, but none of the Woody stuff was missing. You know, this was a a complete car except for the hubcaps and the grill and a carburetor and, you know, a couple of things. well, that was only like six blocks from where you were living because Burbank Boulevard across Van Nuys was just like six, seven blocks north of Magnolia. I think we figured it was a, it was a little over a half a mile, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe eight, eight blocks. And I was able to buy that car. We pushed it home. My stepdad had a 1958 T-Bird uh, and we pushed, pushed the Woody home because it didn't run stuff was missing. Uh, we pushed the Woody home with the T-Bird, if you can imagine. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I immediately tore that car apart and began, my friends came over and we sanded on the wood. We did all this stuff and I had to begin hunting for the missing parts, which was kind of a challenge. There was a challenge when you didn't have a car, you didn't have a job, you had to find, but I mean, parts for Ford flatheads were everywhere. You just had to get there to get them. Yeah, you know, junkyards and, and yeah, oh, backyards, backyards and all sorts of places. I ended up putting that car on the road in March of 1963, and I got my first job. Well, my first serious job was Chicken Delight. I delivered <laughs> for Chicken Delight, and I used the Woody to in your do Woody. So. <laughs> well, you know that sounds that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> It was very cool. Okay, yeah. I did that for about a year, uh, wow. right? And I drove a 40 Ford Woody to deliver Chicken Delight. Some people may remember this. You know, there's probably somebody out there that remembers some kids so, showing up so, with buckets of chicken. Yeah, so 1963, what was a gallon of gas? Uh, if I went to the cheap station, a gallon of gas was 23.9. Twenty three nine. Wow. Times they have a changed. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here, Rick. Uh, if you were manifest as a vehicle, what would Rick a Mac be and why? If, uh, what would I be and yeah. why as a, as a car? You know, and I'd probably be a Volkswagen just because, you know, I just keep going and going. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, that's a, that's a, it's a great answer to that question. And even if you think about Volkswagens and looking through your book, there's some great pictures, uh, including uh, one of a young lady with a Volkswagen bug that uh, she's standing next to. And I think about our first cars, my sister's first car was a Volkswagen Bug. My, my, my second car was a 67 Carmen Ghia. So we've had uh, had old bugs. There's another great shot of, it looks like a black bug uh, on the boulevard that you shot of guys in the car. You were probably in the trunk or the back seat of, of a car or something when you when you shot that or crossing in the crosswalk. Pretty clever, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh- yeah, the bug. You know, it's a great answer. The car that just keeps on going and keeps on giving, and it's a car that brings smiles to everybody, which is what this book has done. everybody had one. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, in Southern California especially. So this book is titled Van Nuys Boulevard 72. Where can people get their hands on this book for your second edition? Well, uh, they can get a hold of me directly, rick at rickmack.com. And uh, that's my email. They can contact me directly, and I'd be more than happy to uh, set up a sale of a book for them. Okay. And will you sign that book for them? I sign those books. Awesome. You know, Great. if you buy a book from me, I do sign them. Nice. Uh, and I think that's pretty important. And, you know, yeah. these are all limited edition. We didn't print 10,000 of them. So they are collector's items. You know, some of the bookstores in Los Angeles, and I, I don't really have a listing of them right now, do carry them. Uh, you know, we uh, the publisher did, uh, you know, provide some for bookstores. And there's a place called the Valley Relics Museum in Van Nuys. The Valley Relics Museum has a, a good collection of my books now and some of my prints as well. It's worth going to that museum to see. A lot of stuff from the Valley. It's really a neat museum. It's up at Van Nuys Airport. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Rick's show notes page. Now, Rick, before I let you go, I'm going to take you on the ultimate drive here. Maybe we want to go back in time. I don't know. But think of it this way. I have a magic scepter, which allows me to allow you to be in any car at any time with anybody driving anywhere. What does that ultimate drive look like for you? Oh, I think it's cruising the California coast, you know, Highway 1. I've done that a number of times in the distant past, a couple of times in the Woody, in in one of my Woodies. I Uh I had a 49 Ford wagon that was fairly low mileage a few years after the 40. I I had the 40 for quite a number of years, but it became not a car that you would want to take on a giant long trip. But I had a a nifty 1949 Ford wagon, and and, uh, I remember cruising the California coast um, you know, to Northern California, uh, uh, along highway one, uh, big surway. And I've done that in my current 1950 Ford Woody, which has a modern engine in it. And I have some pictures of that. And I, I think that that is a really neat drive, uh, and, a you know, an absolutely beautiful place. It's kind of busy now. A lot of a lot of people think the same thing, of course. <laughs> of course, yeah. So, uh, you know, go on a weekday. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've done that drive many times. Even rode my bike once from uh, San Francisco uh, quite a ways down with a group of people. So it, it's a beautiful, beautiful ride. You've taken us on a really fun, nostalgic ride today, Rick. And, and I want to thank you for, for doing what you've done is to bring back that piece of history for people that is really kind of long gone, that whole nostalgia and things were a lot simpler and maybe even a lot kinder. I really appreciate that you've done that. Before I let you go, is there maybe a success quote or a saying or a 
mantra you'd like to leave us with? You know, often I sign these books with uh, kind of a short paragraph that goes something like this. Wednesday nights, the streets were ours. The pavement was our paradise and the boulevard was our stage. (laughs) Keep on cruising. I like it. That's nice. Very cool. Well, listeners, if you want to get your hands on a copy of this, and it's a limited edition, so I would do it sooner than later. I'll put a link to Rick or just email Rick at rickmack, R-I-C-K-M-A-C-K, And you can get your hands on a copy of Van Nuys Boulevard, 1972. Rick, this has been a lot of fun, and I can't thank you enough for uh, spending some time with me today. We're practically neighbors, so maybe I need to wander, take a cruise over to your house and uh, pick up a copy of your book. I think that'd be a good plan. Maybe some great Christmas gifts for my car buddies. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And I want to do a quick shout out to Chris Gilbert, who connected me with Rick. Uh, Chris from American Collectors Insurance. You hear their advertisers here. I insure my collector car with American Collectors Insurance. So uh, thank you very much, Chris, for connecting me with another great, inspiring automotive enthusiast here on Cars Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!